about a bad this season All bad days walk away, leave me bleeding It's fuck you and you But today, fuck this pain I've been feeling I've got the devil on my shoulder Heart is getting colder But I keep to myself Anxiety been creeping, staring at the ceiling But I don't need your help, cause Hello and welcome back to Gossip Happy Hour. This is your host, Riley Wilkes, and I want to thank you guys for joining us this fine night. And it is Thursday, October 15th that you're listening to this. And again, I guys want to thank you guys for, again, another great week. Obviously, these are da- bound to come down after an amazing past two weeks, but you guys are still listening to it every day. It's still gaining, averaging about like the same every day. So like it's not like after the first couple of days, it's going downhill. You guys have been great and consistent, and I want to thank all of you guys who have helped me get to where I am. So, with that being said, um, there's th- now that the Bachelorette is finally back on, which I'm ecstatic about. Um, I'm usually gonna start probably releasing these every Wednesday because Tuesday is the night that it premieres. So I'm gonna try to make it like half TikTok drama, half celebrity gossip, pop culture drama, and then half like a recap of what went down last night because as you guys do know the bachelorette is my main passion so let's get started with some of the drama that's been going on recently so this week um there's not really been much of like beef or like out on the internet so people aren't like dissing each other directly or breakups or anything like that it's just been like some subtle things and some returns so we're gonna start off by going over tony lopez Tony Lopez has been in controversy for a while now, you could say. Um, he took a break, though, for about a month and a half. Like, he hasn't posted since, like, it's October like 12th. He hasn't posted since, like, September 5th or something. So, if you guys didn't know, the main drama in his past was issues with him sexting minors or asking minors for news or trying to hook up with them. There was a couple different cases. It wasn't really like this Gemini situation that happened where he, there was one girl that he had sex with while she was underage. This is more like a couple of people I've seen like accuse him. Nothing really came out of it. Like people aren't saying like you did this to blank. Like they're like, you just do that. Like this is something you do. Um, I don't know if there was ever, I don't think there was ever an exact accusation of explicit like intercourse that happened with them i think it was mainly him being kind of creepy asking a bunch of girls for nudes and stuff and obviously this wasn't going to become like a criminal thing because whenever it's against a celebrity and lost and people out there i want you guys to know if this happens to you like if you have sex with someone older age even if they're an influencer i would 1000 percent before putting it on tiktok go to the police go to your nearest if they have like a sex crimes unit go to there because that's the best way you're going to get justice. Especially because then you don't want to deal with the hate on TikTok, which will come. You will get massive amounts of it. So the best way to go forward with getting justice is to do it through criminal court. Or even sue, if you would rather do that. But definitely go to the authorities first. Do not report it on TikTok first. Anyway. So that was what happened to Tony Lopez. And... One thing that I think he did right was take the much-needed break because the hate wasn't going. He did take a previous break before that for, like, 10 days-ish, and he came back, and there was still hate. And obviously that's not going to go away with something especially big like this. But taking a month-long break allows at least people to cool down, even if it's worth it or not. 
and it will die down and people will more f focus on your return so we came back with the dancing video hey love tony lopez hate tony lopez i prefer really don't like him as a person he seems like a dick but he's a really good dancer like really good some of these guys on tiktok are actually really good like the lopez brothers the wright brothers they're fantastic dancers so the comments are actually pretty overall positive there are of course the random comments that are going to get like a thousand eleven thousand likes saying like this y'all really forgive him but then there's also the fan pages that are like oh my god we missed you so much i'm so glad you're back tony lopi this is the amount of people who forgive tony it's so stupid because it's people that really hate him people that love him and then like his friends like his verified friends who will stick up for him in the comments and be like and then he posted about an hour after his first post a video with the him of with a girl dancing. This girl has about like three million followers. Um, she's not like verified or anything. She's not that big, but and then so that changes immediately changes the topic to shipping him with them. And they realize, hey, at least she's like I believe she's nineteen years old or twenty years old. So she they're about the same age. And if he has a girlfriend that does sort of give him like a hey, like I'm not a pedophile. I'm dating someone of age, and we're perfectly happy and everything. And what he did right was shift the focus into something else. She also posted videos with him, and she obviously is going to get hate, being like, hey, buddy, you're not his age. Like, You're not his age range that he messes with. And there are some people on TikTok verified. So there's different communities of TikTok. There's, like, comedy TikTok, then, like, story and, like, political TikTok. And like life advice and then there's like all tiktok and then straight tiktok and the same people that got gemini banned from tiktok were sort of like the life lessons political tiktok like papa gut who i love he's one of my favorite content creators colin ray ben house blog colin ray was from he's like a former person who tells his stories and everything and ben is like a comedian so those were the groups of people that got him banned that explicitly like went through everything that he said everything he did that pressure tiktok got tons of views and likes that sort of forced their hand like hey if we don't ban him it's gonna make us look like a safe place for groomers and child predators so that's what some people are trying to do now like hey let's save this energy for tony too like hey keep it let's keep it the same let's do to him exactly what we did to gemini and that's mainly colin ray focusing on that who is pissed, but the thing is, there's a big difference between Gemini and Tony Lopez. Gemini had about 3 million followers. And he was a comedian TikTok who didn't, like, I didn't know who he was before the whole drama. So, like, and everyone turned against him. There wasn't people really defending Gemini that were of relevance. You can't do the same thing with Tony because Gemini, like I said, has 3 million followers. Tony Lopez is about 22 million followers. And he is a big source of money for TikTok. All of his videos get at least like a million, two million likes. And he has a whole section. Majority of TikTok probably does not hate Tony Lopez. You have to think about the age range. That's most likely here. The fan pages. The verified. Because no, Gemini did not have the relationships that... Tony has with other verified and popular creators. If they somehow decided to ban Tony, there would be massive uproar, presumably from the Hype House, from the members of Sway House, 
who actually like Tony, because if you notice, Tony's beef is not with any creators that matter. Okay, here's what I like to point it out. While yes, your opinions matter on that side of TikTok, they don't. Like in the long run, TikTok listens to verified creators, creators with over a million followers, creators that bring them in money, because it all comes down for every major company like TikTok to money. And they know they would lose money instead of gain money if TikTok banned Tony. So if there are people like Colin and others, presumably, who will come out and against Tony. First of all, this has been going on for months, Tony's whole thing. Like, you're just speaking now probably because it's popular. I mean, you have a right to be upset, but if he's sort of an issuing, it's me or Tony kind of thing. And, like, we'll get the news involved. Hey, guess what? They're going to pick Tony. You can get the news involved, but again, this has been a thing. This is not new. Like, he has yet to be banned, and this has been going on for months. They're not going to ban him now, especially if he stopped doing these things, which hopefully he has. So that's all I'm going to say about Tony Lopez. The next, we have some subtle shade going on by Josh Richards to his ex-girlfriend, Nessa Barrett. So, if you guys have not been paying attention to any of their feeds... Barstool CEO, not CEO, Barstool founder Dave Portnoy, or El Prez, has been in L.A. the past week or so, and he has been spending time with a bunch of the influencers up over there. So he went on Logan Paul's show, Impulsive. He's worked out with the Sway Boys and hung out with all of them, and he's recently started a podcast, and I believe his first guest, actually, was Josh Richards, where he asked sort of him about Nessa and about Lil Huddy and everything that went down. So... He first asked, like, sort of, like, who is Nessa? Because he doesn't know any of these people. Like, he's not in the loop with all the tea. And he sort of was like, yeah, so, like, you're, you, like, made her career, right? And Josh was like, well, I'm not going to take credit for making career. And he was like, well, how much did she have when you met her? And he was like, well, about, like, 300K. And he was like, well, how much did you have? And he was like, about 5 mil. And they're both, I believe Josh has over 20 mil now. And Nessa has, like, 4 or 5 mil, too. Um... And then he was like, oh, so you basically did create her. And he was like, hi, yeah. Like, these interviewers put them in these spots on purpose. While Dave doesn't know what he's doing, he knows exactly what he's doing. Dave is actually a really smart guy. A lot of people hate him, but he knows what to say and what to ask. And the next question was about Lil Huddy, like, to provoke a reaction out of Josh. He was like, Lil Huddy, he, like, dresses like an asshole, right? And Josh was actually pretty respectful about this, but, like... He also has to go along with a bit because he he wants Dave's audience to like him because right now Dave's audience is every college frat boy in America. And you know who I'm talking about. Bud Light drinking, Bass Pro Shop wearing people. And they do not like TikTok like thirst traps and pretty boys and e-boys and all of that. So he has to sort of like make fun of them in order to gain some more of the reliable base that Dave has. So he was like, yeah, kind of like sort of, and then he was like, so like, what is it? Like, why does he, and he was like, well, that's just sort of, he did clarify with saying like, that's just sort of his style, you know, like, that's what, like, that's what the thing is. It's like an e-boy, like, presumably like means emotional boy. Like, that's his thing. And like, so he didn't directly diss Josh, little huddy, but when he didn't, I'm going to give you guys some tips on interviewing. If you are asked a question and you don't agree with it, but you do not condemn it, you are agreeing with it. Silence is a form of agreement. 
whether you mean it or not, that's what the press, and that's exactly what TikTok room did with these snippets from the interview, even though Josh didn't really say anything that bad about Lil Huddy. And Alex Warren, member of the Hype House, commented on this post, and he didn't even talk shit about Josh. He was like, what the hell is up with all these interviewers? Like, call, saying Lil Huddy dresses like an asshole and then proceeding to be an asshole, which Dave is an asshole. Dave is outspoken about being an asshole. Dave will not deny that he is an asshole. So he should have prepared more for that interview. But all in all, I think at least pertaining to the little huddy questions, he did a good job at managing what he didn't do. He didn't gain any haters, but he might have gained some new followers. But when it, talking about the Nessa subject, that's an entirely different creation because someone, a Nessa Barrett fan page made a post. It was like, he's sexist. He just wants the misogynistic pig like Dave... Dave's fan base, he wants him to get him to like him, so he's using you and saying you used him. And shade like that and shit. And Nessa liked the comment. I mean, the Instagram post. Which obviously TikTok room found, screenshotted it, posted that, and then Josh was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I don't think Josh meant any ill intent by what he said. Because he didn't really say it, it was Dave. But when it comes to his girlfriend, he should have made sure and be like, no, I did not blow her. Like, she already had a following when we got together and we helped each other, which would have been the perfect answer to that. But I don't... He also did clarify that, like, hey, like, he asked, like, oh, are you dating that Nessa girl? Like, what's going on? He was like, no, she's my ex, but, like, we're still great friends. Like, we love each other. That and everything. So, all in all, not a horrible job by Josh. Could have been better. But I do think he... He's also gotten very, very good looking. Like He's a lot more attractive than he was a couple months ago. But I think he's more self-aware than some of the people. Like You could see the awkwardness in his eyes when he was answering the interview. It was like, oh, uh, kind of. Like, he didn't want to directly answer it with a yes or no because he knows how it's going to be perceived. Josh is actually one of the people that are smart with his investments. and he, You don't see Josh making all these big-ass purchases like Thomas Petro and Bryce Hall and them. So before we get to the Bachelor's recap, I want to talk about another thing that went down, sort of like a Who's Cancelled of the Week segment, kind of. So Brooke Monk, who's one of the most popular creators, like underrated creators, because like you wouldn't know how much we're following unless you actually looked at it. Like She has about 12 million followers. That's more than some of the Sway Boys, some of the High Palace members and all. She's also dating Sam Dez, who is in LA. He's about a million followers. Not as popular, but still known around the TikTok community. Anyway, so she is famous sort of for her, again, great looks, of course, because you have to have that in order to be famous on the app. Also, sort of, she talks about, like, issues like religion. Like, she's a devout Christian who's saving herself from marriage and all of that. Mental health issues. And she's, like, a girl version of, like, one of the boys. Like, the the quote-unquote boys respect her because she talks about, like, men's issues, too. And... Just for, like, POVs and stuff like that, all that jazz. Anyway, so she's been under some fire recently because of a controversy surrounding an old comment that she had in a last September that where someone had a Trump hat on, and she commented, you just gained a follower, love the hat, hashtag Trump 2020. Obviously, people are going to talk about that because of how divisive our political climate is right now especially going into an unprecedented election 
in November and being a month away and sort of everybody on opposite sides hating each other. So she obviously addressed it and said like, hey, I grew up in a very conservative household. Not I was homeschooled, not really being shown different political views and everything before TikTok. And that's sort of how I lived my life, taught to believe these things. Once I've gotten TikTok, I've been exposed to so many like diverse thoughts and been educated and seen different perspectives. And my views have changed and I don't, I'm not the same person I was then. What she failed to do, which again, it's not like a fair personally, but I'm just speaking as if someone who's looking at, like if I was a manager, what she failed to do was specifically say she does not support Trump. I don't know if she does or does not. She probably does. Again, like, how did you guys not see this? Like, if you knew, watch her content, you're like, yeah, she probably likes Trump. Anyway, she did not say that. So that what I'm saying is there's going to be repercussions to that. People are going to be like, you still like Trump. Like, you don't, didn't say you didn't like him. What that tells me is she probably does like Trump, but she doesn't want to lie and say like I don't like him anymore but if she said yeah I still support Trump but like I'm more educated about certain issues that would sort of negate everything that would make her the same person she was when she read that basically like hey I know different things but I still come to the same conclusion I did back then it's not a great look but her following is mostly quote-unquote like I said the boys and the boys are all Trump supporters mainly so she couldn't say, I don't support Trump, I endorse Biden, like, that's not who I am anymore, because that would lose half her following, at least. So she's in this sticky situation where if she supports Biden now, she loses a lot of her following, but if she still supports Trump, she continues to get hate out on her. So, like, again, I don't know what I would do if... I was in her shoes if I was her manager. I think the best bet is to say, she didn't say I no longer support that. She just sort of said I'm educated now. I would say I no longer support that without specifically naming Trump, but implying it because I think she would get some blowback and people would be like, obviously, this is the most annoying comment. It's like when my respect went and then like a graph of the down or the up emojis like no one gives a shit not a single person in the world gives a shit whether you respect them or not anyway she would get that but i think it would blow over and be like she'd just be like it's just my opinion um so yeah and like you can't hate on her for that but you can there would be people who would hate on her if she specifically said i still like trump which she can't be like i still like trump because that shows she has not changed so we're going to actually get into the Bachelor recap. Um, so yeah, the Bachelorette, the season, Claire Crawley is the host. If you guys don't know a little bit about her, I'm just going to go over it. She was on Juan Pablo season. It was actually the first time I watched the show. Just for reference about like sort of how long she's been in this franchise. Juan Pablo, I'm a senior in high school. Juan Pablo season aired when I was in about fifth grade. So it's been about seven years. It's like 2013 it aired. Yeah, I know. It's insane. Um, she also went on Winter Games and Paradise. She actually got engaged on Winter Games to somebody named Benoit from Canada. And they failed to bring that up at all in the first episode, which is kind of weird. But 
they don't really talk about Winter Games really at all in any of the shows. Like, they never bring it up on Paradise or other Bachelor seasons. So, it all started with, obviously, they have to talk. It was the most irrelevant, stupidest shit I've ever heard in my life about everything that went down with COVID. Because we haven't been hearing enough about COVID. Let's hear more about COVID. Let's see how other people handled COVID. Guys, TV show producers at The Bachelor. We do not give a shit about COVID anymore. We have been living through COVID the past like six months. We we just want to watch normal TV. We want to get back to our happy place and have some fun. They spent the first 30 minutes talking about COVID and how that derailed the season. What Claire did. She meditated, guys. She hung out with her dogs. She was bored. She slept. And they spent such a long time talking about like where we could have gotten to know the contestants more. So again, they started with that and usually what they will do is they also started with obviously her like flipping off Juan Pablo and being a badass bitch and all of that again they didn't show any films from her and Benoit but sort of to get you to know you a little bit about Claire's character like that she is like the badass and like doesn't deal with stupid shit she doesn't want to do but they focused on the COVID part more than they focused on the guys so we saw the guys quarantining at the suite that they were staying in and what they did in the free time, and all they did was work out, and I think someone, like, built, like, a makeshift Claire out of, like, soap and stuff. It was really, really, I don't know why he thought that was a good idea. But again, this has been, has been our lives, and we've seen this in sports and everything. They show us all of this, and it's like, this is not what we want to watch TV for. And they don't do any of the intro casts of the guys like an intro video telling you about them because they can't travel to them so instead of like interviewing some of the guys they just focused on what they were doing in their quarantine and they showed us them being tested like it was such a big deal like we're not we're not going to feel bad like i talked to this guy on twitter one of my friends and he was like are we really expected to feel bad for these people who are just having to do tests just so they can stay in like a million dollar resort be on tv gain fifty thousand dollars 50,000 like Instagram followers like I'm supposed to feel bad about that when I've had to take multiple tests just to be able to go to my college they really tried to make us pity them and the issue is no one fell for it not a single person was like oh shit let me let me watch this this is fun and that lasted again like about the first 30 minutes and that was they sort of did end up being like yeah like let's not do this for a full hour which I would not be surprised if they actually did but luckily, they were smart enough to avoid that. Like Reality Steve said, like, you're surprised they didn't fill in any of, like, political stuff. Like, stuff that we've been hearing but we don't want to deal with in our safe place. And our thing that we watched to divert us from the horrors of reality. <laughs> so, then they started off with the limo entrances. Which, compared to usual, they were actually relatively modest. And I think that's a testament to the type of guys they brought on. Because Claire's 39 years old, they didn't want to bring on 25-year-olds that would do really stupid stuff. Of course, you had your occasional corny ones. But the majority of them were actually, like, immature. I mean, not, I mean very mature. So I'm just going to sort of highlight. I'm not going to go through all of them just because that would be a waste of time. They don't even show all of them, let alone, like, the full minute of them talking. So they started off, which actually was, like, I love this guy right off the bat, something to begin with which was his name was Ben. So what he did was he went up to him and was like, hey, let's take a deep breath. Let's get relaxed. Let's calm down. I think that was very, 
Because as you, if you're the lead in that moment, you must be scared to death, like just nervous. Like I'm about to meet 30 guys, and one of them could possibly be the love of my life. Like, am I? Do I smell nice? Do I look good? Like all of that. So he's like, hey, we're both adults. Like, let's calm down, and let's let's see where it takes us. And apparently, you might want to skip 15 seconds if you ha don't listen to spoilers. This isn't a major spoiler or anything. I just want to make sure I don't piss anyone off. Um, he was in the military, too. He's an army ranger, and he's one of my personal favorites for the season. Like, I love the way he sort of set off the vibe towards the season. But apparently, he had a serious brain injury while in the military. And that becomes, like, a backstory that we don't know if it gets revealed or not, according to Reality Steve. But it becomes, it's going to end up becoming something. All right, spoiler sort of thing is over, so you guys can listen again. So then they come with Riley who's my, one of my favorites, again, because obviously we share the name. I didn't really love him, but he did a lawyer pun, which was like, hey, you're guilty of looking beautiful, and I thought it was stupid, but, like, you try to stand out in ways, but you don't want to be too childish. You're like, hey, a little pun about what I do. It's kind of funny. It was kind of eh. I could have gone without hearing it. And then you had the guy who you know the season is going to be the guy who causes trouble. He was a boy band manager, and you, everyone on Twitter was like, yep, that's exactly what he does. Like, we know that without a doubt, he looks like a guy who's going to manage boy bands. And he had a shirt with Claire's puppies on them, which, again, he did not get that idea. You guys have to know these producers approve everything that they're going to end up doing, and they give all the advice. They tell the, a lot of the contestants, hey, what you're going to say. So you can tell he's going to be, like, the producer's personal little, like, butler and do all the things that he says, that they say to him. So he had a shirt with Claire's puppies on it. And, of course, Claire was like, hey, can I feel my puppies? Can I pet them? And then just rubbed his abs for, like, a minute. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird, uncomfortable for us to watch. I mean, obviously, he's in great shape. Very attractive man, but it was like, okay, we're going to have a couple of these at least. Like, even in a good season with Mature Man, there's going to be these people. And then you had Tyler C. And Tyler C. didn't stand a chance from the beginning, guys. His name Tyler C., Especially coming off Hannah's season as Last Bachelorette, having another Tyler C after the one and the only Tyler Cameron, the god to walk amongst men. Like, they should have just called him by his full name or just Tyler. Like, you're doomed if your name is Tyler C because no matter what you do, no matter how amazing you are, you're never going to be the original Tyler C, the one who has stolen all of our hearts. So I feel bad for him. Like, he had no shot. It was, I'm sorry, man. Like, again, there was nothing you could have done. And then we had Bennett. Good old Bennett. Bennett walks in and rolls. He rolls up, just, you know, driving casually. He rolls Royce, which is like a million-dollar car. Not a million-dollar, obviously, but like hundreds of thousands, at least $90,000 car. And he's tall. He has brown, slicked-back hair. He's good-looking. He talks like this, like very sophisticated. That was a horrible impression. I don't know why the fuck I just did that. Anyway... He talks about how we went to Harvard. And this guy's like, okay, this guy's a douchebag. Like, obviously, like, the producers put him up to it. But, like, they, they producers probably took one look at him and was like, yeah, this guy's a douchebag. So, I'm sure we're never not going to hear about how he didn't go to Harvard. Like, if you watch football, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's the quarterback for the Dolphins, went to Harvard. And every single broadcast, they feel like they need to bring up, hey, this guy went to Harvard. It's going to be the same thing with him. And he was, like, drinking a martini with, like, like, usually if you go on the show, you get a cocktail, but, like, a whiskey you get a vodka tonic, or you get, like, maybe even, like, a Manhattan. But, no, he has a straight martini with olives in it, just sipping it like a douchebag. I mean, it was funny, because I feel like he's just kind of 
an idiot who lives off daddy's money, but, like, I don't think he's, like, a horrible guy, but, like, it was funny. It was, but, like, you know they're going to beef up the douchebags this year. They have to. Then AJ came in, and AJ was a weird dude. He talked about, like, how we never good at first impressions. Hey, AJ, man, if you say you're not good at first impression, I'm g- I've got something to tell you. Your impression's not going to be good. Like, why say that? Why set off the, t- the tone of your first time meeting Claire, who you hope to make your wife, by saying, I'm not good at first impression? And then he, like, squeezed his hands, like, trying to shake her hand, but, like, he squeezed him hard. She literally talked about how much it hurt. So, yeah, obviously, guys, shocker, he, spoiler, he got kicked off that night. Like, obviously, he's not going to make it next round after that bullshit. And then my favorite, which was my favorite of the entire night. I loved him, but I'm going to tell you why that's not good. And easy. He was a former professional football player. He played college football at Texas A&M, wide receiver. He was on a couple practice squad, bounced around the NFL. And he was just a breath of fresh air. He had a big pink suit on. He looked great. He was funny. You knew he could laugh and everything. So he jumped through like a little piece of paper and I was like, your future husband. And everyone sort of loved him because he was calling out all the drama of, like, sort of, like, this is stupid. Like, what are they even doing? They're fighting. I hope Claire sends both these fuckers home. And I was like, all right. He knows what he's doing. He's here for Claire. Great. Yeah, so, sort of spoiler. No, this is not a spoiler, actually, because it doesn't happen this season. Someone on Twitter last night revealed an allegation against him. And I looked it up. I looked for it everywhere. We cannot find a specific allegation. Reality Steve doesn't even mention it. But it is an allegation. And he said, I'm going to quote him real quick about easy he said take a good look at easy because i don't think you'll be seeing him in this franchise ever again some serious allegations against him arose on social media last night i spoke with the woman involved not good i'll leave it at that so you can only assume what the allegations are probably something related to sexual assault terrible but that's usually especially he paraphrased that it was a woman involved as a victim and usually those are the kind of allegations that see either that or it could be domestic violence honestly based on the trend we've seen with nfl players or hopefully it's not like something as horrible as rape, but like whatever it is, it's clearly not good. So I'm going to sort of distance off myself from him. I'm trying to find my new favorite because I did really like him. He was really funny, but you know, and then we had Jay. I did. I respected Jay. I didn't love Jay, but I respected Jay. Jay was the one who came into a sh- with a straight, like a straight jacket, like the ones they lock up with ins- insane people. And you're like, okay, that's weird. Like that's the first thing you think about when you see it, like, that's odd there's probably some red flags here you know and then he basically said like i'm crazy because we've had to wait this long to like meet you claire which is kind of funny but then what turned my different perspective on him like made me like all right maybe he wore it the whole night if he would have worn that took it off like 30 minutes into the night i've been like nope stupid don't like that but he was committed to the bit he was not giving that up like he was like all right if I'm doing this bold, dumb, stupid thing, like, hey, let me do it all night. And he got a rose. He was rewarded for his commitment, guys. I'm going to show you guys commitment works. Trust me. I'm kidding. I that, Don't listen to me. Like, it doesn't work for me. And then, this one's kind of stupid. Um, We had some guy parachute named Damar parachute out of the car. Like, he didn't actually parachute, like, out of the sky, but he wore, like, a parachute jacket. It was like, I'm falling for you. Like, yeah, that's funny. Like, we haven't heard that line a million times. Stupid. Don't like him. And then we had Ed. Good old Ed. He showed up in one of those balls. You know, like, those balls you play soccer around? Like, you are, like, trapped in the ball. And, like, you try to run with them on the ground. And, like, you can run with them in the beach and stuff. Yeah, that. 
get it because coronavirus is here, guys. In case you didn't know, you're not supposed to be around other people. You want to stay in your own quote-unquote bubble. That was stupid. And then Dale came in. God, I think she might like Dale. I think she has a tiny bit of a crush on Dale, guys. I really do. Yeah, if you came in after Dale, I'm so sorry for you. Like, I am sorry. Like, you had no chance. She literally was like, saw Dale and was like, okay. I. She literally said, I think I might have found my future husband after meeting him within five seconds. While there have been confirmed reports that, like, they didn't meet pre-show, you know damn well, like, they stalked each other's socials. She knew who he was. She, because she had four months and the cast list to be able to look through all of them, stalk them, see who she liked, who she didn't like. So clearly, she, Dale called her smitten, and she was, like, sweating. She was probably dripping, like, every, like everywhere from Dale. Like, she, and Dale didn't even do anything super exciting. Like, he basically just introduced himself, and she was in love. So, guys, I think Dale might win this. I think she has the thing for Dale, in case you couldn't tell by the obviousness of it. They really, this season, like, what you noticed in this first episode is because of coronavirus, maybe, and they couldn't try. they're not going to be able to travel anymore, any of the reasons. There was no drama, really, this night. They tried to force the Instagram, and I'll talk about that in a second, the Instagram drama into it. But it was, like, it just was felt so forced that, like, Usually the people in the past were like, hey, he has a girlfriend first night. Or like, he's an awful person. Or like, he is not here for the right reasons. But this one, so Tyler C. took aside Yosef. And I liked Yosef. Don't anymore, but I liked him. And I liked Tyler C. before this. It was like, hey, I have a mutual friend that says, like, you DM'd her, like, flirtatious stuff while we were during lockdown during quarantine. And Yosef was like... Well, like, even if that's true, like, it's not, like, I don't know where you're getting that from. Like, it it obviously has no substance. Yes, guys, it is true. Like, reality tips confirmed. Like, obviously that did happen. But my, and then he, what Yosef did smartly was, like, if you're going to go on the show, you talk to her first. You do not let Tyler C. have the first word with Claire about it. So he basically said, like, hey, this is what Tyler C. is saying about me. I just want to let you know. And then Claire was like, I'm not dealing with this bullshit. She brought Tyler C. She had him talk to or them through and was like all right cool this is where we're at i'm gonna pick someone in the final rows my issue is first of all tyler c you're a fucking snitch tyler cameron would never do that and second of all you all every guy guys i'm gonna let you know every guy that goes on the show dms girls especially when their life was put on hold for months at a time what do you expect them not to live their life at all like during this quarantine period like they're gonna they have newfound sort of fame People know who they are, and they're probably following a lot of beautiful women. They're going to slide up into the DM. So to, to call him out when I guarantee you Tyler C. did the same thing, like, just because the Bachelorette was put on hold doesn't mean Yosef should have put his love life on him. Because if he found somebody, he found somebody during the time, and he would have told him, like, innocent flirtation during quarantine is nothing. It's different if he had a girlfriend going to the show or even a serious relationship during the middle of it. But no, he even said, like, yeah, that's not true. Apparently, he do- Yosef is a horrible fucking person, though. Apparently, you guys will be able to see it in a few episodes. Like, you really see who he is. But on that issue, it's not a big enough. Like, who cares? Like, yeah, he's probably going to flirt with people. Like, it's not that big of a deal, Tyler. See? And you watched them. That was really the main th- conversation she had. She also had a conversation with Blake Moynes, who apparently he hit her up during the season. I mean, during quarantine. And was basically like, 
Claire has had a really hard time this whole year because her mother has Alzheimer's and she's in a home and she can't really see her because of COVID. So she said, she talked to Blake and was like, you broke the rules by contacting me. But I thank you so much for doing that. Like what you said was something I really needed to hear. I was going through some awful things and you sort of like brought a smile to my face. It was really cute. I was scared for Blake though. In the beginning she was about, I felt like she was about to like snitch on him and be like, get out of here. You broke the rules. Like there are no rules in the bachelor world. No one gives a shit. And it was actually really, it was really sweet. And I like Blake a lot because he was like, you could tell just by the look on his face after she said that, like, it was like, he actually did something that was nice. And it's like, they did talk. So, also, if, if Dale and Claire were talking pre-show, like, it's clear that the, the producers don't mind them openly talking about it, so they would have, like, allowed them to talk about it because it would have fed into their drama and fed into better ratings, which actually, this episode had about 4.7 million viewers, so it was on par, like, close, actually a little bit above what Hannah's premiere was, which was 4.67 million viewers. So they have to be proud of that because I start to actually dips in drama, I mean, ratings because of the drama is lower, sort of, just because Claire's 39, like, she has her thing with Dale and everything. But I assumed it wouldn't be as advertised and as, like, anticipated. So, and then we saw another conversation with her and Daniel Dale, and guess what, guys? She loves Dale. Like, she's madly in love with Dale. Like, it's so obvious, like, they kissed, yes, she did kiss also Blake, I think that was the first... And you see everything previewed with her and Dale, like, in the end of the first episode, which is, like, them laying together, them hanging out together, them crying. It's, like, it's obvious. And then she gives her first rose. Guys, guess what? I'm about to surprise you guys. She gives the first impression rose to Dale. Shocking. I know. And that was something that, like, it's something that you obviously expected, not knowing even anything about them coming in to it you'd be like yeah she likes dale so i'm just sort of excited for this whole dale thing to get over with and finally get on to the real show <laughs> so then she did the rose ceremony and she picked yosef in the surprise like she got the yosef got the final rose because you know drama needed for reasons and they sent tyler c home which was kind of surprising i actually thought she was going to pick both of them or maybe even none of them but she chose Yosef, and you gotta respect it. She was like, this is a stupid reason for me sending him home. I feel like Tyler is just wanting to create drama. So that's sort of what happened in this episode. And this was sort of also hard. I'm, it's gonna get so much more into detail, I promise, when I get to be able to recap full episodes and not just 30 minutes of stupid introductions. And it's like a hard thing to keep because keep track of because of all the short limo entries where you barely get to even see anything or know who they are. So, again, thank you guys so much for listening to this. I love you guys all so much. Keep sharing this, please. I want to get... We just reached 10,000 listeners. I love you guys. And just make sure you share it with somebody. Tweet it. Snapchat it. Instagram it. Whatever you guys want to do. Um, and just download the episodes. That's all I ask. I hope you guys have an amazing week. And I'll see you guys next Thursday. Fuck me like a rock star. I'm so sick of the nonsense I'm a dive into the mosh pit